the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Or, yeah, really. Right, let's do this Diamond Envy podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Group. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. What a game. What an environment. What a pitching matchup. You know, there's certain moments in sports where you're watching two greats go at it and you, you say to yourself, yeah, th- this is a special moment. I'm going to remember this one for a long time. And I got to say, that's how I felt in the moment yesterday between OU and Stanford. I think we came into the game knowing how legit Kennedy is, but as she continues her career and accomplishes the things that I think that she's destined to accomplish in her career, I feel like we're going to look back in a few years and say, whoa, we watched a classic pitcher's duel between Jordy Ball and Nyjah Kennedy because I think these two have a chance to be thought of as the number one and number two pitchers in their era of college softball. To me, like Kennedy is the best pitcher OU's faced this year, and and she's only a only a freshman. Yesterday was was legendary by her, by Jordy, just by everything in the circle. And I say legendary because I think these two will ultimately be known as legends, as it pertains to their school, maybe the entire sport. That's the best pitcher OU's seen all year, and that's my opinion. I, I throw it out there, and I don't think it's crazy, but that. That velo, that velocity is deadly. The rise ball, jeez, that's that's one of the best freshmen in college. I've seen a lot of good freshmen here recently. I saw Jordy Ball last year. I've seen some really good freshmen. That's one of the best freshmen I've ever seen. And Patty Gasso said as much uh, yesterday. Here's what she said. Proud of this team. Um, we knew what we were running into in the way of Nyjah, and she is – become one of the hardest throwing uh, ball moving freshmen I've ever seen. So I feel like we got a really tough, tough matchup. Their pitching staff is really good. So there you go. Look, I'm not a head softball coach at a power like Oklahoma that's won six national championships. I'm just a guy with the podcast, but I know what I saw yesterday. Nyjah Kennedy is right now one of the best pitchers in this game, and she is only going to accomplish incredible things as her career moves forward. That is not the last time that OU has faced off with uh, Nyjah Kennedy and the Stanford Cardinal. I uh, I assure you of that. But like you just heard Patty say that. like Coach Speak isn't her style. We, we know that. We talk about that all the time. The way she talked about Kennedy tells you everything that you need to know. And I think everyone here is smart enough to know just how tough of a matchup that Thursday was for OU. The 75 mile per hour fastballs. Like, are you kidding me? Like that that velo is just I I don't even know how you can see that. You know, Stanford I, I could make an argument. Stanford may beat every other single team in the field yesterday on Thursday. Seriously. They just ran up against a clutch team with Jordy Ball, who was on her game, uh clutch hitting with Jada Coleman. Like they just they just ran up against the the best team in the country yesterday. If they face anyone else, Stanford might be moving on in the winner's bracket. Jordy Ball was fantastic, though, yesterday. And I almost feel like Kennedy may be getting talked about more, but Jordy was sensational. And when runners are in scoring position, I feel like that's when she truly shines. She's not afraid of that. She's not afraid of that spot. She was in some jams yesterday, and every single time she buckled down and got out of it. And really, the majority of the time, she was getting strikeouts once runners reached second base. 
it was just such a legendary pitching matchup on, on Thursday. Um, but you know what? Someone was going to come through in that game, and guess who did it? Jada Coleman. Biggest spot of the game. Runner on second. OU's got some momentum. They've got something cooking. Two outs. 0-2 count. Jada comes through. That's all you got to say? Jada. Maybe the Diamond Envy podcast should have a player of the year, since she didn't win it anywhere else. You guys might respect my award more than uh, more than the national awards that are given out, because, hey, Jada is the Diamond Envy player of the year. The votes are in, all one of them. Jada wins the award. I'm announcing it now, right in the middle of the Women's College World Series. Announcing it now. But seriously, I, it's, it's just Jada. I, just so clutch. And when you apply pressure, good things happen. That's OU, that's Stanford, that's, that's everyone. They applied pressure yesterday, and who knows what that play of the plate would have looked like if the left fielder fields it clean and gives a good throw to home plate, but we don't know. OU applied pressure, an error was made, and OU got a two-run cushion, and they won the game 2 to nothing. Huge, huge, huge test, huge win on Thursday for OU. And, and speaking of guess who again, got to give it up to her, Riley Boone, Booney. She's always getting the party started, and um, just love it. Love to see it. And I love what Jada said about her, in case you missed it. Uh, here's what Jada said. Every time Boone gets on, I know we're going to start rolling. Every time she jumps up and she's like this, I'm up. Here we go. Like it's, She is a party starter. Um, I don't think people talk about her enough. I don't think she gets um, enough recognition. She's one of the hardest working people that I know. She's a great teammate. She is literally always in the dugout, yelling in our ears, always got her back. But, um... Yeah, when she starts the inning off, I know we're going to start rolling. She knows how to flip that lineup around. I'm not crying. Okay, maybe I did earlier today when I listened to it. So what? Who cares? It's the World Series. Emotions are allowed. Love how this team roots for uh, each other. You, you can tell that on the field and the press conferences. Uh, Jada, just some genuine happiness for, for Riley Boone, as was everyone else. And you know who else loved that? Or who else loves the the excitement that this team shows for one another? How about Jen Schroeder? Oh yeah, that Jen Schroeder. She hopped on uh, my radio show on the ref after the game yesterday. Uh, by the way, doing a lot of doing a lot of women's college World Series content every day from three to six every afternoon. Just search KREF in the App Store to uh, download our free app. But Jen was incredible, and we talked uh, we talked with her about a lot of things. So uh, check this out, enjoy. This is a lot of fun. Let's go, OU softball, 1-0 in the Women's College World Series. Sooners win it today over the Stanford Cardinal, 2-0 behind an unbelievable pitching performance, once again, by Jordy Ball in the circle. And we got one of the best covering college softball joining us now. Big-time guest alert, she's an OKC. Jen Schroeder's on with us. First off, Jen, thank you for doing this. Um, just just kind of your big takeaway from that OU-Stanford game you just watched. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm actually trying to walk out of the stadium as I'm talking. <laughs> and if you're a fan listening and you're trying to come here, I need to tell you, this system this year is like the most inefficient system, so get here early and expect to hear. My takeaway is Judah Coleman knows how to make adjustments probably any hitter in the entire country. And on the flip side, Stanford came to play, and Nigeri Kennedy is a future star in this sport. I mean, she's already a star. But the way that Jada Coleman was able to adjust on that 0-2 pitch, like, you just know you're not going to beat her multiple times, you know? And so for her to adjust on that 0-2 pitch for that base hit to score two, that's the difference maker in that game. Yeah, you know, it's interesting with Oklahoma as obviously going for the three-peat and, 
A lot of knowledgeable fans around here has followed that team really closely. Just like your take, they're different almost every year. Um, we've seen them be, be really explosive offensively uh, in the past. Now, this year's a little bit different. They kind of go off of their defense and their pitching staff. Right, what do you make of maybe the strength of this Oklahoma team compared to the previous two championship teams? I think this Oklahoma team is so well-rounded. You know, you legitimately have four ace pitchers. Like, I think most of the year we were saying that they had three. Kirsten Deal is the real deal as well, no pun intended. So you're talking about a pitching staff with four aces. You're talking about a deep lineup, people who can come off the bench, and they're not just doing it with the long ball. They can bunt somebody over. They can base hit you to death. and They're just going to play softball in the right way. I got to sit down with Patty Gasso yesterday and just kind of talk about the evolution of the game and how much this World Series has changed. And it's really cool to listen to Coach Gasso talk about how much she's evolved as a coach and how she's so much about just developing the human being and the person and relishing in every single moment. Like, it doesn't matter that Oklahoma knows they're going to be playing here at the Women's College World Series the first week of June. They're celebrating it. And I think that's what stands out about this OU team more than any of the past is the way that they're able to celebrate one another. Like, you never know what the score is when you're watching an OU game because they always look excited. They're always animated. You don't know if they're winning, they're losing, the game's on the line. They're always the same, and, and I think that's why this team is going to win a national championship. Jen Schroeder is our guest. Follow her on Twitter, at Jen underscore Schro. I, I want to go back a little bit to the unbelievable game against Clemson on Saturday, and we all know the close connection that you have with Kinsey Hansen, which is so awesome. And, and I know that you... You know, maybe you can't be totally biased in every game that you watched, but I can and we as fans can. A lot of us did laps around our house and backyard when Kenzie Hansen hit that home run. What did you do in that moment, Jen, when she hit that three-run homer to tie it up against Clemson? You know, I can be biased when it comes to Kenzie Hansen because she is my girl, <laughs> and so I will root for her no matter when she's up. I don't care if she's up against my UCLA Bruins and the national championships on the line. I'm rooting for Kenzie Hansen. Um, so me and my daughter were actually at home. Normally I'm in the studio and I was actually at home cause we had some family stuff. And so it's just me and my daughter who's two years old, but she knows Auntie Kinsey at two years. Like she cheers, like, let's go Kinsey. Right at two. It's hilarious. And so as soon as she hit it, we were jumping, screaming. And I actually ended up putting something on my Instagram after because I didn't have the camera on my daughter. And I said, Rudy, what just happened? She said, Kinsey hit a home run. And I said, what did, what did we do after? And, you know, she's like, this is probably 30 minutes after the home run. So we're still excited, but she's not cheering at this point in time. She immediately gets into character and starts jumping up and down, screaming, replicating <laughs> what we did 30 minutes prior. It was hilarious. So we were so stoked. And my first question to Kinsey after she hit that home run was, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a timeout before her at bat. It was obviously Patty Gasso's birthday. And part of me thought that she straight up told Coach Gasso before her at bat, hey, here's going to be your birthday present right here. Because that would be a Kinsey Hansen move, to call her shot and to wish her a happy birthday beforehand. But she didn't. I asked her, but it was right after when she walked up to Coach Gasso and said that was her birthday present. Yeah, and what a moment it was. Um 
obviously super regional on the line, really good Clemson team there. But to extend the the record breaking uh, winning streak that they that they have, and it continues now. They're going to be going for fifty in their next game. And there's been some debate. I'd just like to hear your side of it. Is is it good to have a team as dominant as Oklahoma for the sport right now? A couple of people, maybe it's a minority out there, I don't know, but saying they're bored with Oklahoma winning, uh, is it a good thing to have a team that's in a dynasty phase, or is it a bad thing? You know, I think that there's always going to be a team who's the best at the time, right? Whether it be the Arizonas or UCLA's of the past, and Oklahoma is that dominant power So my answer to, is it good? I mean, people are watching the sport. People are tuning in. Oh, thank you. Uh, People are more fans of the sport right now because of Oklahoma softball, right? So that's never a bad thing. Um, Sorry, I I just got on a golf cart with Levi Allo. So Jocelyn's dad is actually driving us to a fan zone right now. Uh, And I think that the pendulum always swings back, right? So you look back at the history of the sport, and there's been really great dominant powerhouses. And right now, it's Oklahoma, but the pendulum's going to swing the other way. And guess what? They're going to bring a lot more fans with them. So I, keep, I, I never think that a powerhouse is a bad thing. Jen, I think you just answered my uh, next question. I, I was about to ask you how OU fans have been around you so far. You're on a golf cart <laughs> with the home run queen's dad. So it, it sounds like even though – I don't think any OU fan has forgotten the comment that you made from February. Seems like it seems like OU fans have been really nice to you in OKC. One is that the case, and two, you know, we talked about it quite a bit. Like, how has this season been like for you and OU fans after uh, after your preseason comment? Yeah, well, I've known Levi for a long time, so he's always liked me, no matter what I say about Oklahoma, right, Levi? Um, but I, I think as I got into this golf cart, I think people. Some people knew who I was and, and knew I was probably on the radio or talking about OU. And I had some people chanting saying, we love you, Jen. So I will say that in person, Oklahoma fans are 100 times better than they are on Twitter. So in person, I feel like they are really nice human beings. On Twitter, behind those computer screens, I feel like they have a little courage and then they don't have in person. But no, they've been really, really nice. I've had multiple people just tap me on the shoulder and say, we, we love you. We, we, we love your hot takes on Twitter. So I have had a, I've had a great experience here with Sooner fans in Oklahoma City. Well, I got to say that I still think you were kind of right I, with, I with right. what you said. I, I know, and that's what I've been saying, and I've been getting heat of my, my own on that. But um, I, overall, where where's the sport in maybe five years ago if you would have looked to the future and see what you see now? Is it ahead of what you thought, uh, on pace with maybe what you imagined? Like, just the overall general thoughts of where softball's going right now. I think we're trending in the right direction. You know, the stats came out just yesterday about Super Regionals and viewership, and we're up 20% over time. And, you know, you look at that OU-Clemson game. So, so ABC chooses, ESPN chooses to go with Texas-Tennessee as the ABC game because – they kind of thought that Clemson OU was going to be a blowout. And guess what happened? They peak at a million viewers, over a million viewers. So when you're getting a million people to tune in to two different games at once, because both those games peaked at a million viewers, that's a lot of eyeballs on softball. So we're trending in the right direction. 
Hey, Jen, last one from me. Um, just, just I, I know it's not going to happen until Saturday, but Tennessee looked really good today early on, especially offensively. You've got the storyline with Mackenzie Donahue facing her old team for the first time. What are your just kind of initial thoughts about that OU-Tennessee matchup coming up on Saturday afternoon? I think everyone for the last few months has wanted to see Tennessee face off against the Oklahoma Sooners. And no one wants to see it more than me. I'm excited. And obviously the drama of Donahue being back in Oklahoma City, we've already heard it. You know, how many times did Kevin and Amanda say it on air today? Uh, we've seen Mackenzie Donahue here just in a different uniform, right? So I can only imagine how many times it's going to be said on Saturday. But I'm excited. You've got Ashley Rogers, who is seemingly healthy this year. Kiki Malloy, who's the hottest hitter in this tournament, right? You know, I, you, of course you've got the Jada Coleman's and the T.R.A. Jennings and the Kinsey Hansons of the world who are fantastic hitters, but when you look at the raw data, Kiki Malloy is the hottest hitter right now. And you can't count out Zeta Booney either, who started her career at Oklahoma and still has a very close relationship with a lot of those girls, including T.R.A. You know, they're, they're, they're more like sisters. So I'm excited for it because I think it's going to be competitive and then the storylines within it. Just make for really good television. Jen Schroeder, follow her on Twitter, at Jen underscore Schroeder. I, I know that you were signing autographs earlier today. Are there other opportunities, public appearances, for more OU softball fans to come up and tell you that they love you and appreciate your hot takes? Yeah, so actually we're doing an autograph session right now. I'm sure probably nobody okay. is within walking distance of where we're doing this, um, but it's going to be myself, Nicole Mendez, Lauren Chamberlain, Mary Iacopo, if anyone is uh, a Texas fan out here. And of course, Jocelyn Allo, we're going to be doing an autograph session right now across the street. And then tomorrow afternoon as well, I believe at 4 p.m. or in between session, we're right across the street. You can look for the checkered flags. We've got a lot of activations going on, merch you can buy, autograph sessions, picture opportunities. So come on over. It's pretty cool over here. All right, Jen, thanks so much for your time. Have a great time this weekend and on into next week. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Call me crazy. You might. But I do think OU fans are starting to come around a little bit on Jen. Maybe not on Twitter. She still gets a little hate there. But at least in person, you heard her talk about it. Uh, she's gotten a lot, of, a lot of nice compliments in Oklahoma City. And she should. I, I really like her. Um, I'll say it. I, I, I think she does a fantastic job. She knows what she's doing with her role, and I think she does an unbelievable job with it. I, I wish her all the best, and hopefully we can talk to uh, Jen coming up again soon. Uh, okay, you heard Jen talk about the Tennessee matchup. Storylines galore there. Um, I think we know all of them up to this point, right? Maybe the two best teams, but Lou Donahue obviously is a big storyline. The rumors are out there. I would say that what you read on social media is, you know, that's – very rarely the case is it mostly true, but I think with what you read with Lou Donahue, yeah, that's 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 pretty much mostly true there. I'll be interested to see how much she presses on Saturday. You know, she's a very emotional player, and she wants to stick it to OU on Saturday. There's no other way to say it. I, she's a competitor. She's emotional. She's probably still upset maybe a little bit about what happened. This is her chance to to prove to everyone that she should have been playing this whole, this entire time. Um, does she press, and does that cost Tennessee at all on Saturday? We'll see. But look, Lou's a very good player, and we've seen it before at OKC. She can hurt you. She did exactly that two years ago. Not only Lou, uh, can Lou hurt you, so can the rest of the Vols. Um, they've got maybe the hottest hitter right now and Kiki Malloy. She's really good. This team as a whole can hit. We've known that for a while. 
They're not a Johnny-come-lately. Tennessee's been a really, really, really tough matchup for teams this year. And I think this will be a tougher matchup for OU in the batter's box, but not as tough of a matchup in the circle, in my opinion. Like, Tennessee has arms. They have really good pitching. They don't have what OU saw with Stanford and Kennedy on Thursday. I think that this is equally as tough of a matchup, if not tougher, but a different type of a tough matchup, if that makes sense. But Tennessee can hit, and I'm fascinated on the OU side to see who gets the start. Patty hasn't changed her game plan all year long. It's truly been um, a staff approach. Maybe Jordy on Friday, Starocco on Saturday, and Nicole May on Sunday, but we'll see how she handles it now. She hasn't changed it all year long, but I do think it's obvious, at least to me, the Jordy Ball is OU's best pitcher right now. And with a day's rest, do you go back to her against maybe the second best team in the field? I don't know. I wish I had an answer. I have a guess. And if it was my guess, and I don't feel great about it, I mean, I feel great about it in terms of how I think Nicole May will perform, but I think anything could happen in this spot. I think Nicole May gets the start. Um, and maybe she throws Starocco out there in a key spot. Maybe she rides the hot hand with Jordy Ball. There's options there. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's Nicole May with Jordy Ball in relief. And then if you win the game on Saturday, you come back on Monday needing to just win one of two games to make it to the championship series. And I think you might see Starocco in that spot. That's my blind guess. And it really is a, a blind guess there. But I'll guess that it's Nicole May on Saturday and Jordy in relief. And depending on how the game goes, if OU gets out to a massive lead, then maybe it's Starocco in relief. And then you bring back Jordy on Monday. Uh, as for a final score, I, I can't pick against this team right now, even though I recognize how difficult of a challenge it's going to be on Saturday. It hasn't been easy here recently. It's been very difficult from the Clemson game to the Stanford game on Thursday. Like, this team has really had to rally recently. Saturday is going to be one of those, I think. But give me OU to win 5-4. to four. Another nail-biter, another stressful afternoon, but another memorable moment in the Women's College World Series and another time where I think OU's going to have to come up super clutch and another time where I think they will come up super clutch and win a key game. So everyone good with the 5-4 win? I hope so because you take wins any way that you can get them at this point in the season. Any way you can get them. I'm expecting a tough one. Maybe you are as well, but I think that's exactly what we're going to get on Saturday from OU Tennessee. And I, I think this has a chance to be a classic. We've seen OU Tennessee be a classic before. Lauren Chamberlain walked them off one time in a championship series. And, you, you know, we, we've had this conversation since the preseason. Who's OU's SEC rival going to be? Well, maybe this game on Saturday is the first steps to Tennessee being your real SEC rival in softball. Who knows? But I'm expecting a classic, that's for sure. I want to tell you about uh, Cavens Group before we get out of here. Cavensgroup.com, 405-573-3048. Five tool players, just like Jada Coleman, who was clutch yesterday. How about this? Um, Cavens Group handles emergency repairs 24-7. They're clutch. They're clutch just like Jada Coleman was on Thursday. We normally say five tool players like Jada Coleman and T.R.A. Jennings, but Cavens Group is also clutch like Jada Coleman was on Thursday. No big deal. So if you're looking for a five-tool player, if you're looking for someone that's clutch and can help you out in your time of need at your home or your office building, well, there you go. Cavens Group, cavensgroup.com, 
405-573-3048. Going to continue to do uh, post-game pods for every single game, win or lose. So hope you enjoy. Going to try to include a guest in all these episodes. But OU Tennessee, 2 o'clock on ABC. The entire country will be watching. And me thinks the ratings are going to be crazy for the Sooners and the Vols. Um, all right. Enjoy the game on Saturday. I don't think it's going to come easy. Which, hey, that means OU's just going to run roll them 8 nothing in five innings, right? But Tennessee looked good against Alabama early on. They tried to, uh, said they tried to give the game away late. They still won by five runs, but should have run rolled Alabama. But Tennessee is playing very well, and they're hitting the ball extremely well right now. But guess what? So is Oklahoma. Oklahoma's playing very good softball. They won 49 in a row. That's not a very hot take at all. Chance to win 50 games in a row coming up on Saturday, which is still just... It's unbelievable. And if you win this game on Saturday, um, you know, it's always key to win the first game, right? Like, OU's lost the first game before and still won the national championship. I'm not going to say that this is the biggest game of the entire tournament. Definitely not going to go there. The championship series is. But you win this game on Saturday, you are in a real good spot. You get Sunday off, and then all you have to do is win one of your next two to advance to the championship series. But if you lose this one, got to play again the next day. Got to win two early next week. Got to win three consecutive games to get to the championship series. It's doable if OU drops a game to Tennessee with the pitching staff they have. But look, regardless of how deep you are, yeah, it's in their best interest to just go ahead and take care of business. And the exciting thing is, at least to me, we've already had a memorable moment in the Women's College World Series, which we've had two memorable moments the past two games OU's played. What's next? Because we're not done. Will OU Tennessee offer... An unbelievable memory. What's to come next for OU softball and the memories they give us? I don't know. I can't imagine what it's going to be, but I can't wait to see it. All right, we'll uh, talk to you this weekend right here on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Continue to like, uh, give us five stars, reading right, uh, write nice reviews. You got a couple more of those over the past week. I really appreciate that. Uh, enjoy the softball, especially if you're going to the games. We'll talk to you later uh, right here on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas.